Courtney Hinshaw, a third grade teacher from Orange County, California, who loves every picture book. And I believe that every picture book should be in every classroom. Join me to open the magic and learn how books changed my life. Today's episode of Confetti Moments, I welcome Bethany Barton. She's not only an author and illustrator, but a mom and the prop master at Blackish. Today, we talk about conquering our fears with facts and empathy all through picture books. I can't wait for you to get to hear our conversation. Y'all, it is, we laugh, we might've cried, but we had so much fun. I can't wait. I'm so excited to have Bethany Barton on the Confetti Moments podcast today. We are going to talk all things about her I'm Trying series, which I'm obsessed with, and art integration in your classroom. So welcome, Bethany, and why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, um, so I'm Bethany Barton, and thank you so much for having me here, by the way. I'm super excited, kind of nervous. Um <laughs> So I am an author, I'm an illustrator, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I'm a visual storyteller in a lot of ways. I also work in film and TV, currently on ABC's Blackish as a, an assistant prop master. But I do props and sets and all sorts of visual ways to tell stories, both through my books and for film and TV. That's so cool. And I just want to know, tell me a little bit more about what is a prop master? Oh, so... I'm the assistant prop master. Randy is my fabulous boss. Hi, Randy. I hope you listen to this. Um, so uh, props are anything that are in the actor's hands. So uh, if, if well, I was going to say if this was a show, but you can't see where I'm standing. But if we were in a show, the room that we would be in and how that room helps tell the story is the set. And so sometimes they work in that, uh, either in set decoration or in the art department there. So I, I mention this a lot with kids in my school visits. I'll talk about usually the auditorium we're in or the classroom we're in or the library. And I'll say, so this eagle right here shows the audience that your mascot is an eagle. And these drawings right here show that you guys are reading through the Harry Potter series. And parts of the room around them tell the story of who they are as a class or as a school. And they don't even realize that. So that's part of what we do at, when we're doing set decoration. And then for props, it's everything that the actors are holding, everything in their hands. So I'll say, you know, the backpacks that you're holding have books in them that show what grades you're in. And the lunches that you're holding, either maybe you're holding pizza or maybe you're holding, you know, a vegan option, which tells a lot about the character that you are, the kind of food that you eat. Um, the jewelry that you're wearing, that's considered a prop as well. So... Lots of things like that. We Anything the actor touches, that's a prop. That is so cool. It's so funny that you share this with me today because today in my classroom, I teach third grade and the kids are going to be doing famous American reports. And so we were talking about like what props they should bring. And like some of my little loves gave things like, I mean, I don't even know, like an apple. And I was like, why would you want to bring an apple? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like it. And I said, well, I don't think you're a famous American I mean, maybe they liked apples and maybe you could research about that, but yeah, right. Really <laughs> I'm going to tell them your story tomorrow. Yay. Um, that's so fun. <laughs> so you're a mom and I yes. love that. Uh, why do you think picture books are so important even for your own kids or for like the kids that you maybe see on the set? Oh, I think picture books are important for all ages. I'm really big on that. I 
honestly, I visual storytelling is just a part of being a human. I mean, we've been telling stories with pictures for millennia. There's cave drawings, there's hieroglyphics, there's, you know, sculptures on the walls of Angkor Wat or on, you know, Greek temples. We have been creating visual images to help tell our stories and to help communicate with each other as long as we've been peopling. So I don't think picture books are just for kids. I think they're just a really natural way to tell a story and for a story to uh, be digested by the people listening to it and looking at it and reading it on multiple levels, you know, a visual way, an audible way, an interactive way. Like, I just think picture books are, are so natural as a human being. So I think they're an incredible art form and kind of necessary. I agree. Like, I just love them so much. And my me kids too. always laugh at me because I'm like, here's my next favorite picture book. They're like, Miss Hinshaw, you say every picture book's your favorite. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they kind of are. Like, I, I can't, I, I just love them all. And I love what you said about it being a storytelling. And I mean, think about all of us, how much of us look on Instagram. I mean, that is like a form of a picture book. Not really, but like, it kind of is though with the caption. I mean, our advertisements, the the graphic images in those are an image that help tell a story. And you know, PowerPoint presentations at people's work, like it's just a digital picture book you're putting in front of people and giving mm-hmm. it a more boring name. <laughs> I agree. I love that. I love that. Okay, so what were you like as a reader when you were growing up? Um, I. Well, so my mother read a lot and read really fast. So she was always reading like three or four books at once. And I somehow picked that up from her. I don't actively remember her teaching me to be that way. (laughs) But I was always reading multiple books at once and reading. I was just devouring books. I read so quickly. Um, I was really into like C.S. Lewis. I was really into... um, I remember vividly remember Mrs. Jewell, the school librarian, when I was really small in Chicago, giving me um, a wrinkle in time and it had the Caldecott sticker on it. And she told me, I was like, what's the, what's the sticker for the metal thing? She's like, oh, that means it's a magic book. I fully believed her. And I like hid the book thinking like, oh no, she gave me a magic book. This probably isn't allowed. And like, oh I was like it. reading it in secret, but I was like, Mrs. Jewel, trust me with the magic book. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. And it explains your accent now. So I was thinking like, oh, where is she from? Yeah. My dad worked in the news media. So we moved all over. I moved to 10 different schools by the time I was in high school. I've been all over this country, but um, came to Southern California around fourth fifth grade I think moved around Southern California but pretty much stayed here until now forever and ever right I know it's the best place to live yeah (laughs) but if you're listening to this and you don't live here please don't come because our traffic is awful I mean Chicago's pretty great too though so yeah that's why I've kept the accent oh it's so amazing it's like a cleaner friendlier New York not that I don't love you New York I love you but I also love Chicago. Yes. There's just a lot of people in New York. Yeah. 
Oh, but I love New York so hard. I really I do. Love it. <laughs> well, something else I love, and like literally when I, and we're going to talk about Nerd Camp later, but when I saw you on the list for Nerd Camp and I saw your books were going to be there, I like was geeking out. I hope that's not weird to you, but oh, yay! Um, I just love your trying series. And this year I read the math one with my kids because math is sometimes awful and (laughs) I was like oh my gosh like I love this and then my one of my good friends is terrified of bees so it's like you have to read this book oh my (laughs) gosh you have to so can you tell the listeners a little bit a little bit about what I'm talking about with the trying series and then I need to know what is your favorite and (laughs) what's coming out next okay um well I make books about fear and facing your fears using superpowers like humor and empathy and facts. Um, And the first in the series was called I'm Trying to Love Spiders, which was honestly born out of um, my old studio head, which was just a glorified garage. I'm not that fancy. Um, My new one is just a more glorified garage. But um, my old studio had a lot of spiders that would roll through there. And I was illustrating for another book for some a previous series I did and a spider crawled across the page and I wanted to smash it. But if I did, my illustration would have like a smeared spider through the middle of it. And that sort of gave me the idea. I said to the spider, look, little dude, I really want to squish you. I'll try and love you, but you're going to have to get off this page right now or it's not going to work out between us. And he, he, crawled away from what I remember although sometimes I tell the kids when I'm telling this story that I squished them because then they all squeal um but <laughs> um yeah he that that spider survived but I I had the idea with what if things that you're afraid of are you know in front of your face every page you're turning in a book and you have to make a choice like okay if I decide not to love this thing it's gonna make my book gross and filled with a squished bug so how do I learn more about this thing so I can learn to love this thing. Because the more you learn about the things that scare you or freak you out or intimidate you, the more you learn why they have to be the way that they are, why they work that way, why they dress that way, why do they talk that way, the less scary they become. It all just starts to make sense. Like, oh, I get it. Um, so that's my mission is for all people when they're, they meet a person or a place or a problem or a subject or a bug that freaks them out to try and learn more about it because then they have the superpower of it, it's not as scary anymore especially if you can laugh at the thing that scares you you take away its entire power to scare you absolutely so i started with spiders the next one was give bees a chance um i was motivated i was actually working on a movie and we had um uh, a bee problem we were working on a set out in the desert and we brought all these flowers to the desert and when you do that bees move in and a beekeeper just walked in and grabbed the swarm of bees with his hands. He was wearing gloves. But, and just walked away. He put him in a cardboard box and walked away. And all the bees followed him. And I was like, look at the superpower this man has. He's saving these bees. And he's not scared of them at all. I want to give kids that superpower. You need to give most adults that superpower. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, and then the next one has been, I'm trying to love math which is super fun. My husband is actually getting, he's about to finish his master's in physics. So there's a lot of math in my house. And I just wanted to be as excited about math as he was. Like I wanted a different kind to tackle a different kind of fear and show that facts and humor and empathy can work with any kind of fear. And 
you know, math is a big fear. A lot of people are scared of math. And the more I learned about it, the mathematician I worked with, Eric Patrick Enkey, he's the best. Everybody raise your hands. Um, he actually made me love math, which I wasn't, I didn't know if it would work. And he was like, oh, I get how your brain is because he's an incredible teacher. And he was like, you just need to see how creative math is. And then you're going to love it too. And he was totally right. So apparently I need his number. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's awesome. He still sends me videos like, hey, look at this mathematician who's knitting to show how math works. And I'm like, what? That's so cool. Uh, and the new one will be uh, coming out in June, I believe. Maybe July. It's, it's called. <laughs> oh, you know. Yay. It's called I'm Trying to Love Rocks. And my it. son goes, mommy, kids aren't scared of rocks. I'm like, okay, that's not the fear. The fear is being scared to lose something, learn something new because you think it's going to bore you. Mm-hmm. Like just fear of boredom. Like people get scared of being bored. That's absolutely. Um, Can I, I want to ask you, do you have more after that? I mean, you don't have to talk about them, but do you have more like in like the works in your brain or is this like the end for us? And we're going to like cry a lot of sad <laughs> tears. Oh no. Um, yes, there's definitely two more coming. I mean, I want to do a bajillion of them. Mm-hmm. Some of my ideas, my agent's like, yeah, cool. And agent Steve, hi, agent Steve. And some of them, he's like, uh, maybe we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So of the ones you have now, which one's your favorite? Oh my gosh. I mean, they're my book babies, so I don't like to choose, but... I usually tell kids that spiders is my favorite because it's the most, my presentation for that one is the most ridiculous. And as a former camp counselor, I really like to get ridiculous with kids. Um, but maybe I'll make my rock presentation even more ridiculous and then it will be my favorite. There you go. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, <laughs> so fun. Do you travel all over to give your presentations or you, do you just stay up in L.A.? Oh yeah, I've been I've been super lucky. I've been able to go all over the country. I've been to Shanghai. I've been I've been all over. It's pretty fun. That's so cool. I love it. Oh my gosh. All the all the warm feelings. Okay, <laughs> so talking about classrooms and schools, how can teachers because as we all know there's so many like standards and we have to use them obviously, yeah. but how can teachers implement more art in their reading classrooms without throwing the standards out the window? Okay, so I don't know if my answer is going to sound really dumb because I'm not a teacher, so I don't know all the secrets and magic. My mother was a teacher, so I know you guys know magic and secrets. Um, she's a fifth grade teacher. Oh, I love fifth grade. That's what I used to teach for most of my yeah. career. For what? For most of my career, I taught fifth grade, but oh now I teach gosh. third. Yeah, she taught fifth. It was her favorite, and then they switched her to seventh for a while, and that was less her favorite. <laughs> she went I back to why. fifth. <laughs> I have no idea um but yeah so fifth grade my mom used to say fifth grade's wonderful because they're old enough that they're really thinking like you know they're having adult ideas but they still think adults are cool yep I would say she nailed it it's so fun um so I, I you had told me this question ahead of time and I was thinking about it quite a bit I think that you know, picture books in the reading classroom obviously are an amazing way to bring different visual styles because, oh my gosh, look at the smorgasbord of illustrators we have right now. It's fantastic. Um, picture books that are 
some different visual styles to be exposed to. And then uh, I just remember as a kid, even I couldn't even tell you what class it was because it wasn't an art class. So it could have been a reading class. It could have been English or like a social studies. But I remember being told to Im- imitate the styles of illustration in each of these books that we were going over. And, and once a week, you know, what? I think this was in library now that I'm like going back through all the schools I've been to. I think this was in library class. And we would read the book and we would talk about it. And we'd write some things. And then we would try to draw something in the style of that illustrator. And that was a really cool way to sort of stretch your art muscles and your art brain. Neil Gaiman says something about the way you learn to be a writer is to copy every single writer you've ever liked. And then you realize what your voice sounds like, but you have to copy other people first. So you can like narrow down what your style is. Mm -hmm. And I think visual art is similar. And, you know, by copying all these different visual styles, not only will they help it help them retain the book, because now they've created something in the style of that book. And like I said, the stories are so attached to the images. It's just part of being a human and how we process stories. So not only would it help the story stick, but they would learn what their visual language is. I love that. If that makes no, it does. any sense. It's totally <laughs> well, we were reading and I'm trying to think of the name sitting here. It's a new book about, it's a biography. Um, it just came out. I think like it's called like the oldest student or the, I don't know, but it's about this gal who was a slave way back when. And then she became a student and learned how to read at the age of like 119 or something. And then she passed away oh my at goodness. 121. And the kids were fascinated by the illustrations. They kept asking me like, why does this look like ripped paper? Like, why did she use words in her illustrations? Why does it look like this? And I mean, we were having a moment where they were learning about to expand their brains, but looking at art and it was so cool. And in my head, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I know I do too. And I love how you said there's so many different art forms. Like I just, every time I read a picture book, cause I'm writing my own one day, it'll come out. Um, oh, that's so exciting. Yes. And I'm always like, okay, I know I don't get to pick the illustrator if I go with a publisher, but in my mind, I like to think that I do. And I'm always <laughs> like, oh, I like their style and their style. And, but like, they're all so different. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like how it makes me laugh when people ask me like well what kind of guys are you into and I'm like I don't know like this and that and that I'm like I don't have a type I just like different ones yeah <laughs> okay uh, I know, <laughs> no, I'm totally like random. that's totally valid you're just drawn and maybe you're you're drawn to personality that's how my husband was all of his like girlfriends before me looked totally different but we all had this very as you may have noticed, kind of loud and crazy personality. Yeah, but you know what? You're super sweet and like, you know how to work a room. And I think (laughs) I moved a lot as a kid as well. And I think that has served both of us very well because I'm very comfortable being in a Mm -hmm. situation where I have to meet people. Yeah. Well, thank you. My fraud complex loves to hear that because my fraud complex thinks that I am totally not ruling at this being an author thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, you need to tell that to stop. Um, okay, okay. So back to, you know, what we're supposed to be talking about, but you know, um, based on your perspective, what picture book is needed in all classrooms today? And if you want to even say one of yours, I am okay with that. <laughs> no. Um, it's so funny. Cause I'm kind of like my, 
My husband says I'm a book mermaid. He's like, you, you know how mermaids are always distracted by a shiny object? He says I'm always distracted by a shiny new book. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, shiny new book. Shiny. So this one's br- like pretty brand new. Um, but Who Wet My Pants with Bob Shea and Zachary O'Hara. Um, am I saying his last name right? But anyways, we just got it this past weekend. And I am so impressed. It wasn't at all the book that I thought it would be, honestly. I thought it was uh, just going to be like a silly, like we have Bob Shea's New Socks and it's one of my son's favorite books. He's obsessed with that book. I thought it was kind of going to be like a fun, silly book like that. But this book is such a beautiful, uh, sneaky little trip into compassion into putting yourself in someone else's shoes and into um you know the main character wets his pants and everyone knows he wets his pants i don't want to give anything away but throughout the course of it like his friends aren't pointing and laughing at him and i think we live in a time where everybody's trying to like get somebody on somebody else and all of our humor and all of our entertainment is other people hurting themselves or other people failing or other people you know not doing it right and it's so nice to see a book that uh sort of focuses on supporting each other yes and yeah but then is also totally hysterical like we're laughing out loud the whole time oh my gosh I love that that's like the perfect book I know I love how so many authors including yourself are bringing great picture books for teachers and families to learn about social emotional learning and teaching kids how to deal with their feelings and how to deal with the ups, how to deal with the downs, how to deal with somebody different than you, how to be a better mm-hmm, friend. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Yes. It's so good. Oh, I just Googled. So it's Bob Shea and Zachariah Ohora. So he's going to kill me because I just said his name so wrong and he knows where to find me on Twitter. I'm going to get hate tweets. Sorry, I got your name wrong. You're a fabulous illustrator. It's okay. I can barely, I go on Twitter for like five seconds and then I'm like, I'm out. I just can't do it. There's too many words. I am an Instagram. <laughs> that is where I am. I just can't. I've tried. I've tried to have a Twitter come back like four times and I, I last about a week and then I'm out. You need the picture book. You need the visual. That's why you like Instagram. Yes, very true. I know I'm like, come on, more authors get to Instagram because everyone has Twitter but I just Mm -hmm. don't get it. Okay. Speaking of authors, um, can you tell my audience a little bit about nerd camp? And then I want to know, are you going to be there this year? And just tell us all the things about nerd camp. Cause I just love it. (laughs) Um, well, heck yes. I'm going to be there again. Um, nerd camp is an amazing gathering of literacy enthusiasts. There are, book authors and illustrators, there are teachers, there are reading specialists, there are principals and librarians, and I think we even had a couple bookstore owners. It was just an amazing, last year was the first year of Nerd Camp SoCal, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing gathering of people who were passionate about books for kids mm-hmm. and about literacy. And the first day, it's a two-day event, the first day is Camp Nerdling, where kids get to come I believe for free wasn't that the deal yes everything's for free both days yes so kids get to get got to come for free and have these authors and illustrators and creators of all kinds um, teach workshops I taught a workshop about um, facing your fears uh, using stories 
and the kids would come up with stories about real things they were scared of. And then we would put googly eyes on their drawings to make their drawings less scary because everything is less scary with googly eyes. And then they would write stories about, about what they find scary, but also about, you know, what they could learn about the thing to make it slightly less scary. That is incredible. It was really fun. And then the next day is nerd camp. And that's when all the adults get to come and we act like kids anyway. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, there were amazing workshops and panels and we painted a big mural. I wept openly in one of the panels. Were you there for that? It was super embarrassing. I don't remember, but apparently it wasn't that embarrassing because I don't remember that you cried. (laughs) It was the panel about um, uh, inclusion and diversity in children's books, and I was moderating it. And then someone asked me about my favorite kids' book as a child, and I, like, lost it when I started talking. I actually talked about my least favorite book as a child. And so I guess this book really affected me. Good job, author, illustrator, Maurice Sendak. I never know how to say that. I think it's Sendak, um, but I don't know. Sendak. Because uh, it was Where the Wild Things Are. Mm-hmm. And I was crying so much that another author, illustrator, was like, I'll take over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Whoops. That's pretty awesome. But, yeah. but so it's amazing. Everybody obviously is really um, candid and really open. <laughs> you learn a lot about each other and we learn a lot about how much books and picture books affect people we you I got to learn about some new books that were coming out I got to talk to teachers and educators about what kind of books they really were looking for and needed in the classroom Mm -hmm. got to recommend some books got to buy some books so yeah it was an amazing experience it was I'm so excited for this year and they even have like more authors and illustrators coming and it's just going to fill my bucket like so high. I'm just so excited that those two teachers and their names are totally somewhere in my brain that's not going to come to me right now. <laughs> but it's awesome. Jackie Ryan and oh no, I forgot his name now too. We both, you and I both work today. Our brains are not working They're, so They much. are not, but we love both of you because you're rocking and you're doing so much for education. So Yes. Okay. So now it's time for rapid confetti questions. I want you to think of like the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions. So what is your all time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti moment? It sounds so cheesy, but it's, I love you forever. I like you for always. For always. You'll be my, my baby. You'll be. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Oh man. Um, what that one just like I really understood unconditional love after that, which was like a big mantra of my mom's unconditional love. And then that book, I was like, I get it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. All right. What picture book can you not wait to come out in 2020? I'm gonna be bad and say my book, I'm trying to love rocks, which comes out in June of 2020. Yes, it does. <laughs> I already have it like waiting to click it on Amazon. Okay, wanna order it. Woohoo! Um, yeah, so fun. All right. So I love being a teacher and I love sharing about other teachers who made a difference. So please share about a teacher who made a difference in your life. Oh my gosh, there's so many. There's Peter Grego and Crystal Kazmierski and um gosh, there's like a bajillion AJ Kim. 
I have so many amazing teachers. Um, I think just recently I was telling the story about AJ Kim and this was a college professor. Is that bad? Should I be going further back? No, he changed your life. That's what I want to hear. Uh, AJ, she, she taught a class, um, cause I was a theater major and, uh, it was, I, I can't even remember what the class was called, like history of theater maybe. And we would read like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plays from all over the world and from different, um, different periods in time and different regions and in different languages and translations. And I'm a quick reader. And so I was, and I love stories and I especially love like, I don't know, stories from places that I might not be familiar. It's part of why I love to travel. Um, so I would devour it. And I remember at, at one point she was correcting something I'd written and I was in her office and I had said, like, I don't understand why you're harping on me. Like, I actually do all this reading. Most of, most of the other students aren't even doing this. So why are you picking on my paper? Like, I'm the one who shows up. And she said something along the lines of, like, I see you and I see where you're headed and I see that you're going to have a voice and you're going to use it to speak to people. So I want to make sure that your voice is filled with as much wisdom as possible. And that that's what comes out when you speak, like, like what's in your head is actually what comes out. She's like, so I'm going to be harder on you because I know you're going to use that voice. And I was like, Oh, well, okay then. (laughs) That's so awesome. I love that. Oh, that just gives me all the feels. I love Yeah, She was rad. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. So this last one's like a super simple question, but I need to know what is your favorite color? Ooh, I really like black and gold together. It's not like a sports thing. Apparently that's a sports thing. I'm sports illiterate. Um, but if we're playing a, a board game, which I do a lot, I'm always going to pick yellow. Yellow's mine, guys. You it. can't be yellow. I get to be yellow. So you and I are <laughs> never going to be able to play a board game because I always have to be yellow. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to need some sort of board game that has two yellow pieces yes, like a light yellow and a dark yellow yeah I'm okay with that that's I'm cool so with that. awesome well where can my confetti moments listeners find you because they need to find you because you're hilarious oh yay <laughs> um, well I'm on twitter at um awesome barton at awesome barton because someone already had bethany barton um and then on instagram I'm at bethany barton I also have an art Instagram I was doing for a while just as a creative outlet. I was just putting art up there. That's Bethany Barton art, but it doesn't really have any of my book stuff. But if you want to see all the weird art I make, that's there, but mostly at Bethany Barton and at awesome Barton. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time and sharing your story with all of us. I had a great time and I cannot wait for your new book to come out in June And just thank you for everything you're doing for kids and for people. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, I was telling you before when we were like in the secret, not shared recording part. (laughs) uh, I'm so thankful for your book recommendations, for your passion for literacy, for how you're helping educators and authors like me, like know what's going on out there in the picture book world. So please keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for allowing me to come babble in your world. You're welcome. All right. We'll chat soon. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank 
you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.